Pardon. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Allura Canfield Show, the Awaken the Happiness Now Global Series. Thank you so much for being here with us today. And today, my good friend Aurora Luna Star is back with us. Yes, we were supposed to be on last week, but you know, unexpectedly, I went and picked up Robert, so we had to postpone the show to today. So she's back with us today, and we're so excited. We've just been chit-chatting, but we are going to be talking today about specifically the Phoenix Code and what that is. And um, we're going to talk about how to find your anchor in the chaos. As you know, we've all been doing that lately, how to ground what you can control around um, thoughts and emotions, how to conjure your inner rising Phoenix, and how your Phoenix can assist you in burning away the old. Um, I just love that. It's like, it's, and there's so much change and transition happening right now. So this topic and what we're going to talk about today is so, so relevant. So for those of you who don't know Aurora, she is she specializes in soul alchemy activations and field cohesion alignment. As a channel for the elders of the cosmos, Aurora brings forth light codes using sound, color, geometry, and light language from many ethereal sources, offering assistance to those who feel guided to step into their highest potential in this now moment. Her greatest joy is empowering each person to realize their unlimited nature and see themselves for the master beings that they already are. So I'm so glad that Aurora is back with us. I'm so glad we were able to reschedule with ease. So Aurora, welcome back to the show. So I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. It's my honor to come back and be with everyone and to be with you, Alara. Thank you for really uh, creating a new space. I didn't expect the space to open up so fast. I was like, oh, I guess we're going to wait till next season. So I'm so excited <laughs> to be able to come back like, oh, a week later. Wow. Instant manifestation. <laughs> it's interesting how that happened, right? Because I had like all these dates in March that were empty, you know, and it's like, well, Robert's going to come home sometime in March. So it's like kind of worked out, you know? So it was like, it was just like divine timing It all, <laughs> everything happens for a reason. Right. Oh, so, um, so I'm so glad I'm, I'm, cause it, it all worked out beautifully and we really, you know, this is something that we want to talk about. What is the Phoenix code? Let's start with that first. So the awareness is that we're given tools so that we can recognize our divinity more easily, right? So the awareness around the Phoenix Code is that we're constantly going through a reinvention or a rebirth, right? We go through alchemy in order to get to a certain level of alignment. And once we get to that alignment, we access another layer of our ascension. And then we have to start from scratch all over again to go through that alchemy, right? So the Phoenix coding is a tool by which we have an awareness that we're constantly going through that rebirth process. And sometimes we're going to work with a Phoenix for like a year or two years. But even now that feels like it's so much more rapid because of the quickening that's constantly taking place in our field. Um, the most I've been working with a Phoenix has really been the course of about a year. And now I feel like I see her or they coming through much more quickly, like transmuting this, transmuting this, transmuting this. In fact, I was recently talking about the fact that the Phoenix had come to me in a dream. And when I saw her, she was opalescent on top, but she was like this charcoal gray on the bottom. And it took me until the next day to realize or two days that she was reaching full maturity. Like she was ready to burst into flames and start all over again. And I'm like, I caramba again, like, we just need to keep grounding and keep, you know, working through all of this frequency, knowing that all the coding that we need, we already have. So it's just really about activating it, right? Bringing it online, helping us remember our divinity. That's like the most obvious 
I say obvious, but in our human form, it's so easy to get stuck in the density, right? Like yeah. this is the couch that I'm sitting on, though the quantum will tell me that there's actually more space than matter in this couch that I'm sitting on. My brain doesn't really know what to do with that. My wisdom does, but we have to integrate the two. Okay. So this awareness around the Phoenix code is the magic of transformation of alchemy and knowing that we are here to move through that and we can choose a little more ease and grace at times and other times when we can't we can call in that frequency that energy of our rising phoenix to work with right and generally when when the phoenix will come in it will come in with ascendeds or angelics or both star energy earth energy depending on who you are and who you work with that phoenix will be an emanation kind of or a combination of those different frequencies and they're so beautiful oh i can't i just i can't even explain how amazingly like when they first came into my field i'm like what is this <laughs> i love it right yeah so magical i wish i could project to all of you like a mental picture of <laughs> yeah because the pictures I've seen of them are beautiful, but don't even do it any justice. And, you know, the thing is, it's like, I feel like we're, we're constantly, or we have so many times risen out of the ashes at like a phoenix, right? We've done that so many times, even in this one lifetime. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm like, <laughs> I'm tired. I don't want to do it anymore. Because, you know, as you're rising from the ashes, as the phoenix, you, you, you are going through a lot of transformation, right? You are going through a lot of alchemy and it's not always easy, right? And as, like you said, as much as we would love everything to be and to happen with ease and grace, sometimes the chaos, whatever's going on, you know, is too much, right? And we, we just can't hold that ease and grace as much as we would like. So I, I know some people are going to say, well, I'm tired of doing this over and over again. I mean, how many times do I have to rise up as the Phoenix? Again, where's the peace? Where's the, uh, you know, where's the bliss? Where's the 5D reality? Where's this, where's that? Well, that's, those are all great questions and we're entitled to our frustration and our feelings. And at the same time, I'm going to say that aside from grief, which is a biggie, we really need to choose, right? So I can wake up and be exhausted at the world, or I can wake up and choose my joy. Yeah. And that's part of my Phoenix rising, part of my coding, part of my awareness, just like you're singing, right? And when you're singing over making food, you're blessing it. Mm -hmm. um, I'm teaching a course on um, like a practitioner's course around this Phoenix energy. And it's an awareness that it becomes a way of life. It's not just this one-off we can't just do the one-off spiritual thing anymore. We are yeah. so far past that point. If we're not living some sort of spiritual practice on the regular, yeah. then, then I don't know what to tell you. I mean, yes, life can be exhausting, overwhelming, and then some. Uh, again, going through my mentally ill brother, and then two and a half months later, my dad, and then two and a half months later, my friend suddenly decides to leave the earth, and he's I think just barely 60 years old. And like, honestly, the epitome of action, like he was out every day kayaking and hiking. And I mean, really, like mm -hmm. I move way less than he was moving on this planet. 
constantly gritting and doing this and that and the other. And I'm just like, wow, you know, we have to be able to know that we are divinity having this human experience. And when we choose to connect to that divine essence through whatever means necessary, meaning <laughs> call in your tribe of humans, call in your tribe of light, which expands beyond even our comprehension, right? We need to constantly be the active energy. And there are days when I don't want to get out of bed, when I don't want to do any work, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I give myself permission to feel it. I call in my teams and say, guys, I need you to do the heavy lifting today. I can't. I'm not going to make it through this day. Mm -hmm. I need your help, right? But that action of calling them in automatically relieves the burden from me. Yeah, absolutely. And that is something that we also have to remember to do and remember that we are not alone. We are, we are so supported. That's something I forget. I'll be honest. You know, I don't call on anybody until it's like dire, you know, <laughs> when it's dire, it's like, all right, come on, everybody. Right. I, it's just how I, it's just how I am. I've never done that. So I'm not very good at asking for support, except for when it's dire. But the thing is, that support is always available, whether we ask for it or not. And I know in, in most cases we have to ask. I know for myself that even when I wasn't asking for support, <laughs> my team was, you know, pushing me, guiding me, pulling me to where I am now. Right? There were lots of times when I was like, I don't want to do shit. I mean, you know, to be honest, I was like, I don't want to do anything. It's nothing's working. Blah blah blah. You know getting in my head, but still my team was like, yeah, 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 you're good. Just keep, they, they just kept pushing, 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 just a little bit more. And, you know, and part of that is the grace, right? Part of that is the grace. But we receive the grace when we surrender to it. So in other words, yes, our teams have never left our side and they just keep exponentially increasing. Every time I call in teams of light, I'm like, wow, where did you guys come from? Like it's, it's constantly getting bigger and more. Yeah. That's why it's the elders of the cosmos, because I couldn't even tell you all the beings of light that step in now. But the truth of it still is that when we can stop fighting it, right? So it's one, it's, you know, it's so funny that you say that because a lot of us forget to call them in. And a lot of us feel not like, I remember the first time that someone told me that Jesus was walking with me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And I looked at her and said, doesn't he have anyone else better to help? Like, why is he walking around me? Like, I had no idea what it even meant. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. So it's an awareness that we're all worthy of receiving it. And we're all part of this shift. And so they want us to call upon them. There's no, there's no task that's too small for them to be a part of. And when yeah. we do ask, I feel it's exactly like you said, that grace shows up for us. Mm -hmm. That yeah. grace becomes a part of the unfolding. And it's beautiful. And that, again, that shows you when that grace shows up and I, I'm, I'm so blessed and I'm so grateful when that grace shows up, it really shows you how loved, how very much loved you are. And I've got, I've got tears now as I'm talking about it, but it's like, it really does show you how worthy you are, how supported you are, how loved you are. Because it's like, it doesn't matter what I do or don't do, it's always there. For me, it's always there, right? So whether I, 
you know, beat myself up for something, whether I don't feel worthy, because that was my, that was my big thing. I didn't call for help because I didn't think I was worthy, right? I had lots of issues in the past. I'm all, all over, that, <laughs> over that now. Now it's like, all right, I'm good. I'm good. I can, I can handle this, you know, so I'll call on you when I got the big stuff. But, um, but yeah, but you know, we are so worthy, but we forget and, and we, we stick to our stories, right? And those stories, they, so some of them, they no longer identify with us, right? They don't identify us. Like I don't identify with my old stories anymore. I'm not that person, right? right. But if I keep telling this, those same stories, it stays in my field. And then I feel like I'm still doing the same work that I was doing 20 years ago, which, you know, I don't have to because I've already done it all. And it's all good, right? So it's a remembering, of course, of ourselves, of how magnificent we are and how much change we're going through. So it's, it's I'm, I don't know why I'm talking about this, but you know, this, this, <laughs> this, this Phoenix code, right, that you're bringing through and talking about, it really does show us, you know, each time we do rise up as the Phoenix or the Phoenix shows up in our life in that way, it's showing us another transformation. Good job. Another, you know, alchemy is happening in, in your being. Good job. So it's like, there's so much growth and there's potential for so much more. Absolutely. And what I end up seeing is individual Phoenix energy for each person. So what can happen is like your Phoenix may start off looking one way or with one color aspect or whatever it is. And as you shift and as your Phoenix goes through the transformation and a new Phoenix rises, it'll have a completely different frequency because now you do also. Yeah. You can even work with several at a time, depending on, on how they show up. I've got kind of project related Phoenix energy, if you will, <laughs> in addition to my own mm -hmm. energy field and just my own personal growth. And it's really been magical to see how they float in and out and how they are showing me, you know, yeah, a little bit more work to do here. And like you said, there's absolutely no judgment, Yeah, right? Spirit is not, we're going to be hard on ourselves or on each other. And usually we're hard on each other because we are hard on ourselves. Yeah. But spirits like you're already divine. You're already perfect. And when you figure that out, you know, give me a call. Let me know. <laughs> we'll be, we'll be celebrating a big party for you. Yeah. Because that, that, that's such an important part of the, part of the puzzle, a piece of that piece of understanding or understanding who we are and why we're really here right? Because the minute that we are walking our divinity, all of this nonsense disappears. The mm -hmm. idea of governments and their agendas, whatever that means, the idea of banks and their agendas and whatever that means, like everyone's suddenly living their abundance and coming from this very empowered place where there's no ego involved in it, right? Because we're all magnificent and we yeah. all see the magnificence in one, one another, no competition, all of that just goes away. Yeah, we can see that. So some people are gonna say, well, I don't know, I don't know, I don't see that, but we can. That is a potential and a possibility for all of us who are willing to be the divine, be the, your magnificent self, because you are that. And you know, if you're not experiencing that, or if you're not able to tap into that, it just means that you know your focus is elsewhere, and it's okay. You know, we we all you know, I, it's not like I was born like this. Maybe I was, and I you know <laughs> closed it all off, right? But so that's another story. But but the thing is, is like we we all have that capacity and that potential. I'd say the biggest block from that potential is saying, why isn't it here yet? Mm. Right. So that's mm -hmm. I'd say that so many of my clients or students will come to me and say, but. 
but this is all I can do even in the, so I just had the first round of level one and two of the people in the class said, you know, well, this is all I really saw. And they explained these magnificent things, but they said it with this air of disappointment. Yeah. And that's I, all like, I saw. Yeah. I'm like, I, I, I like, what? Like, do you just understand that you just explained this magnificent unfolding, but that's all that happened? <laughs> They're expecting uh, something else, right? So our expectations get in our way. Yeah, they squish, you know, the gift that we're already receiving. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I've been totally guilty of that before in my own experience, right? We all have. But it, yeah. it is a reminder that the magic is there. And our ability to see it just depends on, on how open we decide to have our hearts. Because to me, the magic is just in appreciating and being in gratitude for what's around me, right? Mm -hmm. and, and then you experience even more magic. And Absolutely. So Absolutely. But you have to be willing to see it and you have to be willing to acknowledge it. And not just like verbally lip service, but really feel it in your being, right? And when you do that, that's why Robert cries every day because he really feels it, you know, yeah. so, which is great. Um, so, all right, so let's talk about <laughs> the chaos that we're all in. We're all experiencing chaos of some sort in our lives, right? Let's be honest. It's, it's, it's really rampant right now. So how do we find our, our, the anchor in, our, in the chaos? First, we have to recognize that all the change that's happening around us is perfectly divine. It doesn't feel divine when people are going through shootings and it doesn't feel divine when the things that are happening look horrible, essentially. Mm -hmm. We have to remember that humanity is on a timeline in this moment that can always shift, but whatever timeline we've chosen, we're still on track. And while we can hold space for the things that are challenging to watch, the soul contracts have already been written and chosen. Mm -hmm. Right. So in other words, the shooter in Colorado could have changed their mind and not decided to shoot. And then that's another timeline that then yeah. becomes a part of reality. But in choosing to shoot, the souls that left already agreed that, that if that unfolded, that's when they'd go. And we judge it. Right. Mm -hmm. We put yeah. a lot of this is terrible and awful. And of course, nobody wants to see this kind of violence or sadness happen. It's it is on one hand terrible but it doesn't mean we're off course. What it means is that our prayers, our intentions, the way we connect with our source, our families, our communities become that much more important. That we realize that the difference that we make is when we hold the door open for someone, when we smile at someone, when we help someone, those little tiny acts keep us grounded in that chaotic energy, right? They help us feel purposeful, in that chaotic energy, there is a chaotic node at work right now because mm -hmm. it's breaking down all the old to create all the new, right? This is the age of Aquarius. And we all knew, or at least I could say I knew, it was not going to be a snap of the fingers in fifth dimension. Here we come. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> so much like the pimple festering underneath the skin, it needs to come out. And when it does, it's not pretty. And it's a little painful and it's gross, but it, it needs to happen. Otherwise mm -hmm. it's being causing an infection that's just sitting there. So now these pimples are all rising to the surface. So staying grounded in the chaos really means choosing in every moment how you're going to live your day. And it really does me and 
and again, as we, we're going to do something with the Phoenix today, you can call in your Phoenix mm -hmm. and just say, I need to connect with you now. And I guarantee you, either you'll feel it because most many of the people that do my work experience energy the way I do. But if you don't feel it sentiently, which is totally cool in the gangs, nothing wrong with you at all, you'll know it. Or you'll see a sign that will suddenly make you realize or bring it to your consciousness that your Phoenix is with you. You may see something on a license plate, mm -hmm. on a building, something will show up in your consciousness to let you know your Phoenix is right there with you. And again, um, when you're working with this energy, you're gonna be, it's still gonna be your ascended family, right? So it's gonna be any of the ascended beings that you work with, whether it be masters or angelics or star beings or any of the elementals of the earth and Gaia, all of her consciousness, no matter how you work with energies, because what's so funny for a lot of people that I've been working with, like dragon energy comes through and they're like, wow, this is so interesting because it's dragon and Phoenix. Mm -hmm. They have different roles, but similar roles, right? But the dragon is going to hold its field and connecting to all of the elements. Whereas the Phoenix also connects to all of the elements, but that rebirth process is gonna be constant. So it's just, again, that awareness that we have access to all of this energy. And the first thing, it's gonna be up to each one of you, but I know the first thing I need to do to stay grounded is like, there's no news in my field because the news is fear-based for me doesn't mean that I don't choose to connect with uh, finding out what's going on in the world. I don't want to have my head in the sand. But I do want to be very careful how I feed my energy field. And that includes what's coming in from a computer or a television or a phone, whatever, however. Because you have to remember that the old paradigm wants us to be fear-based because that's how they maintain yeah, they're, they're whatever they're doing. <laughs> Control, agenda, whatever, yeah. Right, trying to keep it neutral. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, yeah, whatever agenda that may be, it's not really for our highest, let's say. If it were, it wouldn't be happening this way. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing, we get to choose how we're going to function in the world. We get to choose what we're going to allow into our field, into our consciousness, into our minds, thoughts, emotions. We get to control that. And we get to control our thoughts. People don't get this. People, they're just like, I don't know why they think their thoughts are like really powerful and they can't change them. You can, we have that much control. But you know, in, in the end, it comes down to how do you want to live your life? What totally. do you want to experience? What do you want to see in your reality? And I'm talking about in your personal reality, not necessarily the reality on the whole planet. Right, right? absolutely. So, so I, I mean, I know people are going to talk about whatever's happening on the planet and Corona and blah, blah, blah. But the thing is, you have to think about yourself first. What is happening in your life, your family, your, you know, tight knit community. Talk about that first, you know, get really real with that. Then start worrying about or like focusing on uh, the rest of the world and humanity. I think, you know, we sometimes we, we put our focus too much on what's happening outside and not focusing on inside with us personally and our, you know, close-knit family. I'm very like, uh, I think the word is insular, right? 
And I think I'm very insular in that way, except for when I'm doing my shows and when I'm doing my healing calls, then it's like, yes, I'm, I'm you know, broadcasting out to humanity, to the planet, et cetera, but I'm still focusing on, all right, what is important for me? What do I require? How do I want to live my life? What do I want to see happen in my life? And each person's life and reality is going to be different. <laughs> right? Absolutely. And that was an excellent point because not for nothing, everything that's happening outside is the culmination of what's been happening inside, but in the whole collective. So it's not just the one person, but the billions of people and their judgment and their anger and their fear and their, you know, belief systems and what all of that combined created, you know, a storm, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And after thousands of years, I mean, since Yeshua, basically nobody has decided to embody who they are or believe, right? I was just talking about this with my membership. Like there's this belief of being a cog in the wheel mm -hmm. and that the cog is good enough. And it can be if we focus our intentions, but we're not really meant to be cogs. We're meant to be individual divine expressions, shining our light right? We, we're all part of the rainbow from that one sun. So if the sun is source and that refracted light is our rainbow, we have an individual expression in this body. Fantastic. Yeah. So we're meant to shine whatever that is and, and live life with that frequency and not hide it or be ashamed or fit into a box or a definition or do what other people want or expect us to do. Like it's really important to go beyond that frequency and, and embody and be joyful and celebrate who we are. And yes, as, as you stated, focusing on the self first. If I don't fully align, I cannot do this work. And the yeah. only thing that makes me different from my students and my clients is that I dedicate myself to my source self, to my team of light, to Mother Gaia. My mission here is to make sure that as many people desire assistance to find their empowerment, find it. Beautiful. Right. Yep. Mm -hmm. so, Absolutely. so if that's it, then I've got to find it for me too. Otherwise, how can I do anything? For <laughs> else? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so somebody, Linda was asking in the chat, do you see this energy around us? Are you talking about the Phoenix energy, Linda, or are you talking about, yeah, the Phoenix energy? So when you're working with clients or, you know, working on calls like this, <laughs> everyone's going to be like, yeah, what, what's mine like, et cetera. But do you, is that what you see? I can see it. Um, yes, uh, I, I have, if I tune into somebody, I, I can see what their, what their Phoenix frequency has in this now moment. Um, and I can do work like that. In fact, I just recently filled a package for another, uh, event similar to this, where, uh, that's what I offered. Mm -hmm. I didn't choose to do that this time on this, for this call, I offered one part of the package and it's a one hour session with me. And the reason why is because in that one hour session, we can not just cover your Phoenix, but we can cover a lot. And to yeah. me, while the reading of the Phoenix is exciting and everybody wants to know what does their Phoenix look like, again, that becomes almost a disempowered thing yeah. where people are addicted to knowing the, the special stuff around them instead of recognizing they're already special. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so, I, you know, so that's why I figured that, and, and honestly, between you and I, or all of us, <laughs> I've yeah. never ever offered a one-on-one -on -one package for this price for this long. 
So normally the package includes a couple other things, but it's double the cost. Yeah. And for your peeps, I really brought it down to make sure that if there was someone who wanted it, that hopefully it was in their, uh, in their abundance flow, if it's mm -hmm. something desire to do, because again, the service piece, I want to make sure that people who want to know more about this frequency energy and how to work with it can. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the thing with this, this, this Phoenix energy and this Phoenix code, it is not just about, oh, how beautiful and pretty it is or all the colors, but how can it assist us in transforming, you know, what is to what we would like it to be? Absolutely. Or what, or what can be, right? Absolutely. It's a matter so that the field cohesion that you mentioned in my uh, bio, that's something that my team gave me a while back. It was actually one of the first things that I got. I just didn't realize that that's what I was doing, but it's bringing our field into an energetic alignment. And I think we did this on the last call together. Um, we did do an alignment last call. Yeah. Right. So I feel like it, you know, it's, it's taking the physical, emotional, mental, and etheric bodies and bringing it into that field cohesion. And from that place, then the Phoenix can really integrate in with our beingness and it can come in to the field. Mm -hmm. And um, it's almost like a backward. So it goes from the etheric to the mental, to the emotional, then to the body. And it's a really powerful, we're gonna, we're gonna do that today. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's, what, that's what we're gonna do in the process is conjuring up our inner rising Phoenix, right? Yes. Yes, though what I'm going to offer is there is a phoenix that does want to show up on the behalf of the collective. Mm -hmm. So rather than an individual phoenix, it's going to be for our family, our mm -hmm. soul that is here to listen today and whenever the evergreen, whenever right. soul family comes in to listen. Good. Awesome. So then how do we conjure our inner rising phoenix? So when you want to connect with your Phoenix, the first thing you want to do is call on your teams of light, just like you would for any meditation. Yeah. You're going to want to, again, bring your energy into that field cohesion that we're going to do today. And you can borrow that from me or, and if you get different information, use yours. Really important, right? Mm -hmm. yep. Everyone has to do what aligns for them. But I do see it as a very uh, particular field of energy that gets created. And from there, you call your Phoenix to be present with you. And again, I have vision, but it does not show up in my vision. It shows up in my knowing. Mm -hmm. So especially when it comes to like, a, for instance, is I just did uh, one of those uh, recordings yesterday for someone and when they asked what was for their highest, what was so clear, and it's not that they haven't worked on it. I could see all the, the timelines of all the work they've already done. But in this moment, self-love was still mm -hmm. that first and foremost thing that needed to be there for them. And so the Phoenix colors reflected that. And the energy that came through, that came into the body was really around this awareness of divinity and love. It was beautiful. Mm -hmm. It was like a, it was gold with ruby and like all these beautiful, amazing colors and sparkling and you know all that fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> so even what, just so you know, what can happen is when you call your phoenix in, let's just say you might not see it. Mm -hmm. Okay, but what I can guarantee, or almost guarantee, is that especially if you experience energetic frequency as you call it in to the etheric.
and then to, and I'm getting a yes, and then into the mental and then into the emotional and then to the physical body. So let's just say you can't even imagine exactly what your Phoenix looks like. Yeah. But calling it in to be, by the time it connects with your physical body, you're going to feel different. Yeah. You're going to feel a vibrational Ooh, shift. I, oh my goodness. I just, I, I felt mine. I mean, I'm feeling mine right now. <laughs> oh, wow. Am I allowed um, to share what your Phoenix looks like? Yes, please. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay. So your Phoenix has a golden heart. And then it's sapphire blue all the way around the gold. And then as it goes into the wings, it goes from sapphire into violet. And then it goes back into gold all around you. Beautiful. It's stunning. Wow. I mean, I'm like, I've got chills all over. I'm like tingling all over. Cause when, cause when you, when you showed or told us how to do it, I started doing it right. Or it just started happening. And I'm like, oh my God, it felt so good. Oh my goodness. That's why I was like, I was, I was like laughing, giggling that, ah, this is ah, amazing. Thank you. That's beautiful. And, you know, of course, you know, I love gold. I love sapphire. I, I, I love violet and purple. And I mean, like just, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It has a very uh, Lemurian energy to it. And it also feels like, you know, that Sapphire energy feels like Archangel Michael. Um, but I don't know. Oh, the, oh, you know what I missed? Sorry. They just showed me um, from the Sapphire before we got into the um, Sapphire of the wings. They showed me like a Laramar color. Mm. <laughs> and that, wow. Ooh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like this beautiful watery turquoise color. Yeah, I ah. can see that. <laughs> yeah, oh, beautiful, wow. Woo. So, and it's like, uh, it's, it's like fiery, but also at the same time, so peaceful. That, that, yeah. that, that Laramar energy, you know, uh, is so peaceful for me, you know, that's, my, that's why like, it's like, I would love to be, by the ocean anytime take me there calgon take me away you know <laughs> no, so that's no. that's definitely the lemurian energy as well um and i always get the atlantis energy as well na, 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 so on so on so forth but the point is as beautiful as it as it is color wise how does it make you feel inside? Because I know some people are also experiencing it as well. And in the chat, they're writing their 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 comments in the chat. How are you, how are you feeling with it? You know, it's like it's not just about how beautiful it looks, but how do you feel inside? You know, like for me, when I when I was experiencing it, there was so much joy. Yes. You know, so much joy that I was like, you know, I could hardly contain it. Yeah. It's not just a joyful feeling, but like you said, when we let this energy integrate with us, it's almost like this awareness that, again, this is just a meat soup. We are energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's proven to us a hundred ways from Sunday, yet we're still very dense in actually accepting that as our truth. And this is another way to be reminded right? Because to me, the Phoenix clearly exists, but we're not dimensionally, I don't want to say dimensionally compatible, but in a way we're not until we raise our frequency to experience it, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's there and I get that I can't touch it, <laughs> 
like that. Like I can touch my computer. I get that that's not where the energy is, but it is in a vibrational space that's very, very close to us, especially when we're opening the heart. So you'll notice that in all of my work, the first thing that we do when we go into process is we're going to breathe energy after we call in all our teams of light, which we're going to do. We're going to breathe into the center of the heart as if rather than the mouth or the nose, the, the light or air or energy is coming directly mm-hmm. into us. And that's from that space, we start to have soul memory light up in our physical vessel the divinity aspects of our DNA, our RNA, all of the energy, the molecules, the cells, they start to come online mm-hmm. in, an, in a very active, energetic way. And so when you were telling us, you know, you know, starts in the etheric, then goes into the emotional, mental, and then the physical, I, for me, it was experiencing it through the heart. It's not like I was experiencing in the head or I knew, but it was like through the heart is where I was experiencing it. Which is perfect. You know, so it's, so it's not like, and I didn't even think about it. Right. (laughs) It just happened. We're not, this is not part of it. (laughs) No, no, that was not even involved at all. So yeah. Oh my, that was so beautiful. Oh my goodness. Wow. I love it. I love it. Absolutely. And the thing is, for those of us who have been experiencing change in all all our life, <laughs> because we do, um, mm-hmm. we've gone through shit, you know, so much, and we've you know risen like the phoenix over and over again. The thing is, as that happens, that that phoenix, the rising phoenix within you, it, it's also getting stronger and stronger and stronger. It's also getting more vibrant. It's also getting to the point where it it can hold more of that change. Uh, and the frequencies that are coming in now that will assist you then, you know, 20 years ago, for example. Oh, for right? sure. Yeah. So it's like, or it's all not, good. <laughs> not just that. I feel like it's even showing up right now, right? Like, so I've been doing this work for, I don't know how long, and I've always loved dragons and I've always loved the Phoenix and the unicorns and all that fun stuff, but yeah. they're actually showing up energetically, tangibly right now in the field. Yeah. And I feel like it's exactly like you said, for that reason, because we are gaining capacity, right? So again, we're in a photonic belt of light. The the earth was in 9,000 years of darkness. In the 1960s, the earth entered a photonic belt of light, which completed to fully enter it at the end of 2011, which is why 2012 Mm -hmm. was such a major year. Mm-hmm. And now we've been in it for a few years, right? We're starting to build momentum. So the photonic light that's coming into the planet, someone mentioned earlier, I think it was Pat about the Schumann resonance, which has been spiking this week, right? So there's all of this energy that's coming in and we're part of that, right? Yeah. Inside, outside, outside, inside. We cannot stay stagnant cellularly or energetically. It's not possible. Yeah. What for some people's happening is they're losing it, right? <laughs> like they're, you know, they're checking out. They don't know what to do. Yeah. All the emotions they're feeling, all the frustration they're feeling, all the anger. And again, everyone is empathic, different levels of it, but everyone's feeling something and they may not know what or why, right? Grateful that we at least know what's going on. Whether or not we know how to ride every wave is one thing, but at least we have an awareness, expanded awareness, right? Of all the assistance we have and then how we can ground back into our center. I feel for the mass populations that Mm. that are still awakening and finding their footing, right? Because really it's, uh, some of these tidal waves can really just, 
pull yeah. you under and you can really feel like like you're losing it and so. e and even you know us <laughs> who've been doing this for a while who you know sometimes you know it's like um i'm done <laughs> you know it's like okay i need a break i need a break yeah. i need a break right yeah. so that's okay too you know so, yeah, so just absolutely. know that's okay take a break i take a break for like an afternoon or an evening and then by then you know a couple of hours sometimes i will take a break and then and then I'm, I'm i'm back you know it's like all right i just needed a reset you know yeah i mean you're faster than me sometimes honestly i'm a day two days it just depends on what comes up and why like mm -hmm. especially with the grief stuff um it just it it's so funny not funny but when you do this work for a living, you end up making choices around how you feel on a regular basis. So I go into my shower singing and I talk to my dog and we do a gratitude list together. Sometimes I pull cards and I read them to him and he sits there and he listens very intently as if it's for him. It's very cute. And all, right. So I know I'm choosing my gratitude list and yeah. excitement for the day and all this stuff. But when grief comes, right? So those are choices, but grief is not a choice. Grief is an experience. Yeah. So when that tidal wave does come and it does yank me under and I do just have to experience it, it's a thing. And then eventually I can feel the choice point where, okay, I can continue to go down a rabbit hole or mm -hmm. now I can lift my head up and say, okay, that was important. And I got rid of all this really good stuff because I don't want to hold on to it, but I don't want to live here either. Like this is not my address, emotions in motion. Yeah. So like, exactly. saying, right, like cycling through it, having an awareness that it has a purpose, a lesson, it needs space, time, like we need space and time, our inner child needs to express whatever that is. Mm -hmm. And then we go back to choice, and then we can dance again, and then we can celebrate again, and we can just say life is amazing. And that's why I'm grateful for Netflix for those times when I just need to veg out, oh. I need to take a chill break. Thank God for Netflix. Oh, girl, I'm with you. Right <laughs> <laughs> and it's okay you know so oh. all right so um oh, nice angela all right just, so yeah go ahead no i also just saw angela's comment i'm like oh that's cool yeah. <laughs> so um i know people have their hands raised and there's some questions in the chat do you want to take some questions before we you know do the actual process and stuff yeah sure i'm I, i'll do whatever you i'm really my schedule is wide. I mean, I actually have a ton of work to do, but <laughs> yeah. this is fun for me. So I'll take whatever you got. Exactly. And that's the thing, you know, it's like when I, when I think about doing my shows, it's like, this doesn't feel like work. I mean, I'm so lucky. I'm so blessed. And I'm so grateful that I, I get to do this because it's so much fun for me. I enjoy talking to all my guests. I enjoy talking with all my community. And it's, it's like, I love it. It's like, oh my God, it doesn't feel like work at all, even when I get um no, totally. But when bombarded you got, sometimes. You've got an awesome VA, and I don't have one of those yet. <laughs> so what's going on for me is as I'm starting my second season of my show, I'm right. the one sending out all the emails and I'm the one making all the graphics and I'm the one doing all of that silly stuff. So yeah. until I get a VA, anyway. Yes, it is joyful. I should thank you. You remind me actually that I, even though it is work, it's still joyful work. Exactly. And then I'm so ungrateful. I'm so, so grateful for it. Um, okay. So, because <laughs> I'm like, look at me, I'm laughing. I'm, I'm experiencing joyful, expanded processes. I'm having these wonderful conversations. When can, when and where can I do that otherwise? Right. I don't know. Okay. So it's like, yeah, I love it. Um, 
<laughs> How did I get so lucky? I have no idea. Okay, so let's, uh, Linda, you had a question. You had your hand raised. I think you, go ahead. So how do we work through a meditation? Um, how do we get to a higher frequency? Okay, so that's a great question. And that's something I'm going to be sharing with us today through the process. So I do recommend as a basic, the energy of that field cohesion. Okay, so that's where we're gonna work with colors of light to bring in different energetic frequencies to the different layers of our energy field. And that's gonna bring us all into one field. And also, before we even do that, I call in a whole, I call in everybody. Girl, I call in everybody. I will, you'll see. I'll be calling in our ancestors, the angels, the masters, the uh, galactics, and then source light, right? And I call in Mother Gaia and all her kingdoms. And the second, literally the second that we start acknowledging the divinity that's a part of us, right? Because none of it's separate from us. It's all mm -hmm. part of us. Once we start acknowledging it, our vibration goes from here to here, to here, to here, to and we start getting really buzzy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. You got yeah. it. Thank, thank you, you, Linda. All right, um, so before, I, I, I know I forgot to mention it, but if you do have a question for Aurora, you can um, type your question in the chat or you can raise your hand. Um, and for those of you who don't know how to raise your hand, you can just type in the chat. I don't know how to raise my hand, but I'm raising <laughs> my hand here. All right, Mystic, Caroline, go ahead. Pretty forgot good. I raised my hand. I don't have a question, but I just love you. I love everything. I agree with everything. It's wonderful. Mwah. Mwah. I love awesome. you right back, sister. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Caroline. Um, okay. So she didn't have a question. She forgot she raised her hand. No worries. So there were some questions. Uh, and I, I know that Destiny, I think, is on the phone. Destiny, you want to unmute yourself? Hello? Destiny, you want to unmute yourself? I think it's Destiny. Pretty sure. <clears throat> if not, uh, let me just go to the questions in the chat. Just there was a few. <laughs> Ooh, that's da -da -da. a good question. Yeah. The best way to stay protected. She says she clears many times a day to, and gets aligned, but then a short while later, she must do it all over again. Okay, so just so you know, here's the thing with protection. And that's such a great, that was a wonderful question because that's why I call in the teams before I even set up the space. It's all about working with our peeps to create an energy field. If we constantly, like we have to remember that we are an attraction point for frequency, okay? And what that means is that if I don't walk around thinking I'm a spiritual badass gangster, which I, of course, I do think that or feel that it's really a feeling, then I'm an open field for attack of energy. And I used to work in Manhattan and commute back and forth. I've lived in LA. Like I left, I lived a very 3D life for a long time. So, and even once I became spiritual in the beginning, it became challenging to go into those big spaces because it was the same. I'm like, I feel like I'm getting like creepy crawlies on me and I don't like them. So it was an awareness that I am and I can, okay? I 
call in my pillar of light and it anchors. I call in Archangel Michael and he's there. And I am a do not mess with me energy that is completely wrapped around me. Now, that do not mess with me energy is actually love. It's not harm. It's mm -hmm. my heart chakra expanded around me saying, if you are not love, boop, out of the field. <laughs> and if you desire to raise your frequency to love, then you are welcome in my field. And I will say that it takes practice because what's happened to me was that the story was, I mean, I was getting attacked, like ludicrous attacked up until about 2014. And then even once in a very blue moon, something will come into my field for whatever mm -hmm. blessed reason, right? Because there's always something to learn. And really, if there's energy coming in that's lower vibration, it does have a message. So it is always good to say, like, or ask, why are you here? Like, what is it you want me to know? Do you need help going somewhere? Are you afraid of something? Are you really part of my field? Are you from someone else's field? Because generally, if we are getting attacked, like if you're feeling like you have to constantly, constantly, constantly protect yourself, then that thought process is sending out a signal saying, we're gonna come in because she's got leaks because she thinks she needs to protect herself in a certain way. Right? It's a very tricky thing, energy. I constantly share with my students and clients that we understand or understand like the tip of an iceberg as to how energy actually works. We, we've got an idea of it, but there's intense intricacies. And the more we think about something, the more we are a beacon for it to come into the field. I'm not saying don't raise your vibe constantly throughout the day. I have to do that personally. Um, in other words, I'll be high as a kite, <laughs> grounded, but happy in my field. And then all of a sudden, something will trigger me and I'll be like, oh, that, okay. So I'm triggered right now. <laughs> like, right, I'm about to say that SOB or something, you know, <laughs> whatever's triggering me. And of course, pointing outward as if it's their fault when it's just my trigger. Then I'll have to come back and say, okay, so, I'll do a lot of different things. Sometimes I'll use music to switch it. I'll observe it, which I think is important. Again, mm -hmm. like figuring out why the energy is there, why the trigger's there, what it is I need to learn from it. All of that becomes important. Um, but I'm going to say that if you raise your own frequency, so the I am and I can is the solar plexus, right? I am love is the heart. I am creative expression, throat chakra. I am my intuition. I am connection to my source, right? All of these have like, I am statements connected mm -hmm. to them as well. And when you say I am and I can, like, oof, they better back off, right? Like they, they, can't, they can't really sustain being in your field because you've just owned your I am presence. You just owned your sovereignty. And I find that when we can do that with conviction, right? Conviction, like your attitude, just as Alara was saying earlier, it's not just lip service, that doesn't work. We have to feel it because the feeling, the emotion behind it is the drive of how we create it, right? It's not just speaking it, it's speaking <laughs> it with the emphatic feeling of emotion. Like I am love and anything less than love, 
peace out. I don't even have space to deal with that right now. Unless source really needs me to address something, have a nice day. I've got work to do. That's where I'm at with that. So really, yeah, yeah you're going to grow in your field. And as you grow in your field, you'll start to really bust that out. And also your Phoenix can be of assistance in that way as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and that's the thing. It's like in the past, I used to do a little bit of protection stuff, you know, but, uh, you know, for the past, I don't know, 10 years, I guess, I haven't really had to do anything because I'm always maintaining my field. I'm always raising my vibration. I'm always meditating, doing my practice every day, right? So I'm consistently, you know, working on myself, right? Raising my vibration, doing energy work, healing, clearing, these shows, my own personal, you know, work with my clients and membership all the time, right? So my field is always in uh, being engaged in higher vibration and frequencies, right? So I, I don't even worry about that kind of stuff anymore as I used to like maybe 10 years ago. But yeah. if you're new to that kind of stuff and you're not really consistent with your energy practice, then yeah, do it regularly. Do it morning and night and sometimes in the middle of the day. You have to. That's the only way you're going to maintain it. And it does take practice and it takes being committed to it. Nobody else can manage your energy field other than you. For sure. But also from the space of just, I am empowered, right? Like, so not from the space of, I need to protect myself. Mm -hmm. Because again, the minute we let them know, <laughs> whoever that they are, <laughs> mm -hmm. that we're not wanting to deal with attacks, that thought has already put out an energetic signal to whatever low vibrational frequencies. Hey, she's wide open. She's thinking about us. Let's go get her. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's true. It's not, it's not to that degree, but it is an awareness that um, our thoughts become things. And so we're really meant to focus on what we desire, not what we don't desire. Yep, absolutely. Uh, so Linda says, how can you differentiate between you and someone else's energy, especially when we're empathic? We're all empathic. Yes. <laughs> yes, but I get it. So okay. there are moments yeah. when I wake up and I'm depressed and that's not my jam. Like yeah. I can feel that what I'm feeling is a collective energy. There are other mornings when I wake up and I am sad and I feel, I can feel my dad and I can feel the, um, I can feel my own grief. And so this is, so uh, a practice that I use that I recommend to anyone for just about anything is you put your hands on your heart and you ask what part of what I'm feeling is mine. And when you ask that, sometimes you'll get like 20%. Oh, so I'm feeling this because I've got it in my field, right? So it's there, it's mine, I own it. But 80% of it doesn't belong to me, mm -hmm. right? So I'm just going to wash myself in pink light or whatever, all the fun stuff it is that I do, or I'll sing or I'll drum or I'll dance and I'll raise my vibe again and say, okay, that 20% I'm going to acknowledge, I'm going to work on, I'm going to ask, you know, that kind of thing. But when you put your hand on your heart and you ask, is this mine? You'll get an answer. You could even use your body as a pendulum, like forward for yes or backwards for no or vice versa because yeah. everybody, everybody does it differently. But when you choose to incorporate your body, your body knows. Your body knows what's 
in your highest interest. And when you use it as that barometer, how do I feel and why do I feel it? Is that mine? And generally, I love it. My mom always says, if you have to ask, you probably already know the answer. <laughs> so trust your intuitive stuff. Now, Diane asked a great question. Are we not vessels to transmute lower energies? The answer is absolutely positively yes. And I'm here to transmute my lower energies. I'm not here to walk around with a wand and send all lower frequencies back to where they need to go. That's not my job. And I don't want that job. On top of which, it's only those that want to. People who start messing around with lower vibrational frequencies because they think it's their right or their task to put them somewhere, I don't align with. Ultimately, no matter where we are on our path, everything is divinity. If it's fallen from divinity, that's that being soul contract with source. If it wants us, and I get a yes, if it wants assistance, it will come to me asking for assistance. And I am honored to be of service in that way. But I'm only here to learn, remember, and embody my divinity. And beyond that, it's not my job to make sure that every low vibrational frequency raises. There's a woman whose name I don't remember, but that's probably a good thing though, who's, who was a famous healer. I don't know. Out, let's just say very much out there in the healing community for many years. And she went into a very dark space by herself, thinking that it was her job mm -hmm. to eliminate this entire dark energetic in the earth. She had seizures, went into the hospital. Like she took on a mission that wasn't, it was egoic. Mm -hmm. it wasn't her mission. It wasn't for her to do. And I, I was aghast that I, I felt I was like, holy crap, why would she even go down there and do that? Like, I I'm not looking to take on Darth Vader and thousands of his minions. Like, I I that's not what, you know, yeah. everyone's got purpose. And when we assume we know what the purpose is, then we think we're that kind of omniscient and we're really not. We are in duality with purpose of our ascension and the duality is doing something for us right? And not all of the lower frequencies, right? It's not, they're not our enemy. They are serving a purpose to awaken humanity. Now, again, we don't want to see the hard things happen. We don't want to see kids getting shot in schools and we don't want to see, you know, horrible things. Those things hurt to see, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But we have to know, again, we see this much, if that, of an infinite, I don't want to say agenda, but an infinite unfolding. Mm -hmm. And so we have to know that while our vessels are definitely here to transmute and transform, right? I'm here to end generations of sexual abuse, of drug abuse, of, uh, of illnesses that like I have that I, not illnesses, but just discordant energy or dis-ease within the body that I'm here to be the last generation. It all stops here. The buck mm -hmm. stops me, right? Yeah. That's what I'm here to do. And a lot of us are, right? Yeah. And that's part of us transmuting those lower frequencies. But I'm not on a mission to go after darkness. Like that's and, and not not just not just darkness, but also like, you know, I'm not here to heal you through my body. Yeah. 
Word sister. That's a fist bump right there. (laughs) (laughs) I did that, right? I did that. And then I was like, no, this doesn't work for me. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. So then I stopped and I was like, no, I, I will feel what you're experiencing in the moment when I'm doing a healing or whatever, but then it's gone. It's it's not, I'm not transmuting it through my body anymore. It's gone. I just, I just get the knowing of what's going on, but I'm not, you know, processing it through my body anymore. So no, you know, because we don't have to, you know, that, that it's also an older paradigm. We don't have to do that. Right. Exactly. And that's what Zila mentioned. Like she's, she's being told that she's here to transmute hers as well as humanity, but Zila, what I want to share is that when we transmute our own, that's how we do it for humanity, right? Because what I transmute for myself then goes into the collective consciousness, Yeah, right? That goes back to the primates that were on the island and they got fruit dropped on the island and the babies learned that when you brought it to the water, you got the sand off. And then the grownups would take it because they followed the babies. And then the next time with new primates, same island, same fruit being dropped, both the grownups and the babies were able to bring it to the water because the collective consciousness already showed them that piece. Yeah. So the minute you say, I am bringing healing light into my life and that's what I'm here to transmute, then that automatically goes into the collective for humanity. So you are doing it for humanity the minute you do it for yourself. Absolutely. And that's important to remember. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, Billy Fingers says it's like a river of frequency with rainbow colors. Ah, Beautiful. Nice. I like that. Uh, Diane says, I I had to have my zeal point narrowed to lower the amount of entities coming through me. This was when I was new to this. Okay. I mean, um, I don't know about that myself. So it's like, yeah, I can't speak to that. All I can say is that, um, again, I believe we contract an experience and I'm okay with the, I, I've experienced some really dark nonsense and I came in with it too, right? Like I, I, so my, my awareness, my feeling is that we're clearing the Akashic in this life 110%. We're writing freedom, liberation, all of that in our Akashic and saying no more karma. So what we did was we collectively took all of our lifetimes of all the worst possible stuff for most of us, not all of us, but a lot of us took the worst possible stuff and said, okay, let's bring it in now. Because if all time space is now and I clear it now, I've cleared it then for every lifetime going back and every lifetime going forward, right? Yeah. So that's what I feel our gift is in choosing this very interesting incarnation. I love that. Yeah, it's interesting incarnation. And that's the thing, you know, when we have experienced a lot of trauma, weird stuff, just like like the worst thing you could possibly imagine, <clears throat> then you know that it's something that you contracted for yourself to clear and be done with in this lifetime. But that does not mean then that I continue telling the story. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm done with that story. I, I, I healed it, cleared it, loved it, blah, 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 forgiven, done everything with it. So it's like, I'm done with that. I'm good. But we, a lot of us, that is why we came is to clear those last remaining remnants of, you know, residual energies that have been in our, uh, in our field, in our Akash, in our history for so long, 
you know, because sometimes, you know, I, I ask, like, I really don't get it. I really don't understand what's happened. I'm grateful for it. I, I, I have no regrets. But I really don't understand why this, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I still have to have a conversation with God about that, but I'm okay with it. But I still, I, I still don't get why. But I think it could have been different, but okay. You know, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it could have been done differently, but okay, right? But the thing, but the thing is, I, I, you know, I accepted it. So a lot of times when we are still struggling with old hurts, old wounds from this lifetime, for example, it's because we haven't accepted it, mm-hmm. right? And acceptance and self-love of yourself is what we all require. And when we're wanting, we're wanting to embody divinity, be the divine being that we truly are, we can only do that when we accept who we are and truly love ourselves. Then there's no more separation between us and the divine. We are that. Are that. Aho, absolutely 110%. And again, you know, it goes back to, you know, one of my favorite books is The Disappearance of the Universe by Gary Renard, because he talks about the, um, uh, the Course in Miracles, but he, he breaks it down into two sentences, right? Iambic pentameter, big book channeled, people write classes on it, right? Yeah. Two, two sentences. One, I forgive myself for believing the dream that I'm separate from my source. Mm, wow. Two, right? Yeah. And two, I forgive everyone in my dream because they all believe they're separate from source too. So we're all walking around believing that we're separate when we're not, not from source, not from each other, mm-hmm. not from Gaia. It's all completely intertwined. And we, we, as a whole, we have forgotten. We've yeah. definitely dropped the ball. And that's okay. Part again, part of our choice in being here is, is saying, I remember. I remember who I am. I remember what I am. Who yeah. I am, who you are, that you're not doing anything to me, that everything is happening because of what I choose, because of my vibration, because of what I need to learn. I'm not a victim, right? Yeah. And I always find that it's happening for me so that I will have more greater awareness of who I am. Absolutely. It's both because really it can't happen for you unless you're vibrationally calling it to you right? It's happening for you, but it's happening because of you. We are all kinetic energy sending out a musical message to the multiverse. The multiverse answers. It can only answer us from the vibrational frequency from which we're resonating. So the minute that we resonate out that we're excited and love and joy and grateful and abundant and kick-ass the the universe says wow check out that little star down there she's like sprinkling little fairy dust everywhere let's give her some more right and then we keep going but when it's i'm lonely and i'm not worthy and i'm sad and i'm tired and i'm angry it's hard because those constant thoughts constantly create more of that frequency in the field. Mm -hmm. And even though our angels and guides and and awesome beings are around us to try and help us, oftentimes we can't even see the gifts and symbols and signs that they're giving us because our our attention is not towards those things. So, yeah. Yeah, where's our focus? Absolutely. So Angela was asking in the chat, how can we know How can we know our heart is fully open to receive? You mentioned something about this. I'd say that 
um, it's, it's, so it's not a knowing, it's a feeling, right? We've got to get out of the brain. Uh, part of the reason why I work with light language, star language, fire language, whatever you want to call it, is because it's meant to bypass this and go straight here. Mm -hmm. And I would say that for most of us, our heart is open-ish. <laughs> most of us are afraid of having our heart broken again. Yeah. And it's, it's very, it's a very challenging feeling to open the heart, right? It's a process. So I wouldn't worry about being fully open. I would concentrate on trying to open a little bit more each day, right? Imagine it like the steps up the pyramid and it's just one step at a time. And sometimes you fall down a couple of steps and that's okay. It's having an awareness that we are, we're not looking for an instant explosion because that will create chaos, right? Robert just went through an instant explosion. And I think he could tell you that that was like a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. Right. We're not like, so when spirit, when I talked to spirit about an acceleration, spirit showed my, me in a coma for th at least three months, if not six months. And I'm like, no, thanks. And the coma wasn't like. It was just an explanation that if I wanted to accelerate at the speed that I think, right, my ego says I'm ready and spirit says, right, but your body is a fragile vessel. Yeah. And in order to go from carbon base to crystalline base, it takes steps. And if you don't want to take those steps, we'll put you in a coma. But is that what you really want? And then I'm like, no, who's going to take care of my dog? <laughs> Who's going to take care of my family, my friends, and my clients, right? I don't, I don't need, that's an ego. Ego okay. says I must accelerate like this. And the opening of the heart is like a lotus blossom. It happens one petal at a time and it happens in its own time. You can scream at a rose and tell it to open, but she ain't, she's going to look at you and laugh, right? The rose yeah. will open its petals in its own time. So if we keep awareness that we want to open our heart, right? That's where the, I find the gift to be. And also it's important to know that this fear of broken heartedness is kind of the old paradigm. Yeah. Our hearts break when we have expectation that people are gonna do what we want them to do or when they're gonna say what we want them to say or when we do things for them and they don't do things back for us, right? That's, that's all from the wrong frequency to begin mm -hmm. with. That's not actually love. Yeah. Actual love is I'm going to hold space to just open my heart to you. And if you treat me terribly, I'm not going to just stand there in front of you and take it over and over and over and over again, but I can hold the space of love from anywhere. And that's it. And when I love myself, I know that the person that's going to stand before me is going to mirror that back to me. And that's how I'm going to know how much I love myself. Right. So the opening of the heart needs to be for us. We need to open our own hearts to us so that we can um, experience more of our divinity. When we acknowledge, like you said, that self-love piece, it's the paramount piece to this whole being in mm -hmm. the body. Yeah. And people don't want to talk about it. They think it's, it's, it's nothing, but it's the most important thing. If you Absolutely. don't truly love yourself, you're, you're going to stay separate from source or have that illusion that you're separate from source. Yeah. Yes. Perfectly stated. It's an illusion. <laughs> it's perfect, but it's perfectly stated because we are here 
to recognize our own divinity. Not, it's not prideful to be divine. It's not ego to be divine. It's actually innate. <laughs> it's innate like gravity holding all of us to the earth. Mm -hmm. Gravity does not scream, I am gravity, look at me, I'm holding everybody to the earth. Gravity is a frequency and energy that's holding us here because it simply is. So we are love and light, that just simply is. We're not better than anyone, but we certainly cannot be less than anyone. Yeah. And I just want you to address Angela's question here because I think this is so important. People need to get this. Uh, yeah. So she said, doesn't the slow opening delay our ability to get in flow? No, no. but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, heck no. Angela, it's again, the ego says, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. And the all that is says, do you, right? Do you want to, like, I don't want to end up in a coma. That's my answer. My answer is if I were to go on an accelerated path, more accelerated, like, so imagine my homeless brother lost his foot and was taken into the hospital the last day of my retreat in for the fall equinox. My father on the last day of my solstice retreat went into hospice. My friend of many years on the last day of this past retreat just passed away. These are part of the heart opening. Yeah. <laughs> These are part of believing in divinity and grace and knowing that I have to surrender. That's acceleration. And I'm not asking for any more acceleration than this because that's just about, and that's the point. Spirit didn't give me anything I couldn't handle. But as I'm closing ceremony, all three events, I'm holding space for my own inner child saying, holy crap, I can't believe another unfolding. Yeah. And this is not my journey. And I'm still holding my container for my people. And this is really a thing. And I have a feeling that that number of events are going to start to increase, right? Because people are choosing to stay and people are choosing to go. And that I, I recognize that that's that part of my flow of being a way shower is saying to everyone, there is no such thing as too slow. Yeah, there's no such thing as too fast or too slow. Time it has nothing to do with our growth or evolution. Yeah, no, there's no, exactly. That's an ego thing again. That's that's part of that, you know, a false, um, just a false ego talking about, I have to be better. I'll, I'll be better when I, if I go faster. I'll be more in the flow if I'm, if I'm, faster at this or whatever it's like I don't I don't even know how to say it because it's like I just I, I I don't buy that at all it has nothing to do with that it's about you being in the flow just be in the flow right and honestly in our future it's already done yeah in our future <laughs> right so if all time is now in our future we're already ascended so the more that we can just again do what feels most aligned and trust right? trust in the process trust in the pro like I can tell you when I'm going too fast, doing too much, I'm exhausted, I'm grumpy. And yeah. automatically I'm like, wait a second, this is not my divinity. So clearly I'm out of alignment here, which means I have to go back and reassess what I'm doing, where I'm doing it, how I'm doing it. And that's really important too. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Angela. That was a great question. Hopefully 
<laughs> Hopefully we answered you properly. Yeah. Um, all right, Destiny, I think you're you're back. Go ahead. I'll take one last question and then we're gonna talk about the, the package, which is the personal one-on-one -on -one session we talked about really. And then we're gonna do the process. So go ahead, Destiny. Yeah. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. Wow. I so resonate with everything she's saying. And I think that, I guess I'm wondering is, okay, I'm going through the darkest times I've ever been through and it's been four years and I'm like getting attacked and it's an ancestral attachment. And I'm just wondering what lesson am I to learn with regards to this? Cause it's a huge one. It's like probably the biggest thing I've ever done in my life. Okay, so what I need to know is when you say ancestral attack, what does that mean? No, it's an attachment. They're attachment. like this, but it's also it's past life and it's karmic. All of it is all in one. Okay, well, the only way that we release attachments truly, ultimately, is raise our vibe. So, and I can tell you again, mm -hmm. I, I've had ludicrous amounts of experience with this. <laughs> so. It doesn't mean that you're not a high vibrational being. So please know that that's not what I'm saying. All I'm saying is you're just going to keep raising your vibe of happiness, of joy, of love, of, of doing you and not putting everybody before you, of making sure that when you're uh, going to work in the morning or doing whatever it is that you do, that you've looked in the mirror and said, I am awesome. I'm precious. I am a child of God and I love myself and mean it, right? When we do these things, when we say them and meet like, and not for nothing, at 46 years old now, I'm starting to look in the mirror, like there's really nice filters on this. Yeah. Uh, so nice. Like I'm starting to look at my things change and whatever, whatever. And I'm starting to fall into that female trap of, you know, what should I look like and be like? And I'm like, shut up. Like I have to tell my inner critic, like enough. Like I am a divine goddess being of love and light. I'm beautiful, I'm amazing, I'm precious. And I yeah. say, right? Like, and I mean it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm telling you, and the other thing that I do, I do work with essential oils. They're like, so, and don't worry about the brand, do you on that one, but like orange. Citrus scents are very quick vibrational lifters, right? Smelling orange. I work with pure rose oil and that's a thing because it's, it's kind of costly, but I'll put it on before I go to sleep. I call on my teams of light before I go to sleep because sleep seemed to be the hardest place to navigate in the beginning with the attacks, but it ended up being out in the world also. Like there were all kinds of interesting unfoldings to show me that the, again, that I am and I can, when I choose that space, when I walk with my Phoenix, nothing can get in my field. Mm -hmm. So one thing that might be, uh, so we're going to go into process. And when we go into process, one of your intentions that you hold, because we're going to bring in a Christ Phoenix, that's what we're going to bring in. So one of the intentions that you can hold for your personal healing, because everyone is going to get to make their own intentions, is call in the Christ energy to bring in more of your personal empowerment. And yeah, that's right. And, and, and in that, 
we love, you know, our families are family and there's all kinds of karmic nonsense with all of it. I mean, again, my, my biological mom, bipolar. I mean, if I told you stories of what she's done, it's the past. And so I don't really go into it much these days, but she's done, she did some trippy things out in the seventies. And, and I mean, really crazy. My brother and I experienced a lot of hardship around that. Gratefully, my parents who raised me saved my life, but you know, it's, uh, I could hold on to that and I could let that haunt me and, or hold hostage my energy field, or I can say, yeah, thank you for all of that. It got me here. And I, I honor it, right? I honor it as a, as my past. And honestly, another fun little thing to do is you can also do a ceremony for your ancestors, right? Light a candle, write them a note, burn the note, keep the note, use crystals. Like the intention is what matters. The action kind of brings it into fruition, right? When you say to your ancestors, thank you for all I've learned from you. I'm ready to release any of the karmic stuff that, that we've been traveling with. It stops with me, right? Yeah, that's really good. I feed them. Like I, like I put up, when I do dinner, I always put it on a plate for my ancestors and light the candle and say a prayer. That's perfect. But that's really good. I'm, what you just said, I, I think I'm going to, yeah, that's really good. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> I love that you set a plate for them. I think that's awesome. Um, I know that a lot of traditions do that like once a year or twice a year. So it's, it's a nice, it's a nice offering on a regular basis. So, so Destiny, stay tuned for the process we're going to do. And like uh, Aurora said, um, state your intention for healing of this pattern of whatever's going on. Right, Aurora? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I, should, I should ask you, bring in the Christ consciousness to help empower me. You can do that for sure. Um, what's going to come in is a giant golden Christed Phoenix. Like that's what's coming. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's oh, that wow. bird. She's shown up. It's actually uh, not a, just a she. It, it feels like very powerful goddess energy. And I do see Mother Mary and Kuan Yin, but it's a balanced. It's, mm -hmm. a, it's a, a balanced masculine feminine. It's really a, you know, it's, it's the divinity of wholeness. Beautiful. So, yeah. Good. Uh, Okay, awesome. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Destiny. All right, so let's, uh, so we talked, let's just talk for a minute or two about the this package um, for Aurora. It is available at alara.at for slash show for slash Aurora three. And basically Aurora, it is a personal one-on-one -on -one 60 minute session with you, which you've never given away, given away, offered at this price point. <laughs> yeah, ever ever. Love it. Um, Thank you. Yeah, no, you're welcome. Look again, I get that, that things are what they are. And I also get that I'm one of like, I don't know how many speakers. So mm -hmm. um, if people feel aligned and you're sitting on a fence, maybe you can get my package in someone else's package. Like I, you know, again, I don't know what everyone's situation is, but the idea was to make sure that people can sit one-on-one -on -one with me, come to me with what it is that you're really desiring to work on. And even when you go to my website, you can get five free, uh, all you have to do is give me your email address and you'll get five free uh, meditations. Like it's just, 
a lot of us want to start doing more and we don't know where to go. And listening to these shows is a fantastic part of being in a community. Like, I love that you have this for everyone, really, because the community piece is so important. And then when we're not in community, we still have a responsibility and or a, um, a, a path that we need to walk also mm -hmm. singularly, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I want to be able to support that. I want to be able to help people, um, whatever you've got going on, most of the fixes are easier than you think they are. But at the same time, it requires commitment. I can't, I, I can't, let's just, let's speak in the positive. <laughs> most of the people that I work with are looking or are ready to level up. And when they choose that, they find great success in using the tools when they commit to them. Yeah, so this is, this is about leveling up and especially right now, we are all being called to level up. We really are, you know? Um, it's, it's not about being complacent. I remember, I think Linda wrote about, wrote about being complacent. We don't have the option anymore of being complacent. For those of us who are on the front lines, who are watching these types of shows, participating in these types of shows, the healers, you know, we don't have time to be complacent. We, you know, it is time for us to level up and be of service, not just to community and, and humanity and the planet, but be of service to ourselves and be of service to, to source, to spirit. You know, we are required now more than ever. Absolutely. You know, again, I do a mentorship program and in that program, it's, it's again, the frequency of, uh, I am a way shower. I am a healer or a being of light or shamanic, however you need to phrase it, because mm -hmm. there are so many different ways to call it and, and I'm not attached to any of them. And it's an awareness that we, like you said, we are the front lines, like we're the ground crew. This is it. If we're looking for saving, it's us. <laughs> the only saving grace that's going to come in is us and of course our teams, but the teams are going to stay this etheric energy. I, I was recently on a podcast who was talking about like the coming of the star beings. And I'm like, yeah, so they're already here mm -hmm. and they're not vibrating in the 3D for the most part. Sometimes they may be doing so behind the scenes for very specific instances where redonkulous calamity could be taking place and, and getting us so far off course and it's not even our fault, right? So where there doesn't have to be uh, personal will involved in the collective and there's something maniacal trying to shift that without our, you know, without it being aligned with the universal law, for sure there's going to be some intervention, let's just say. Yeah. But for the most part, if we want to experience any of these beings of light, it's up to us <laughs> to just, again, raise our frequency. And just as we were sharing with Linda, we raise our frequency through well, meditation is one way, though, dance and singing and drumming and singing bowls and essential oils. I mean, the the tools and the medicine, it goes on and on and on and on. Okay. And what we need is the commitment to, to being a constant user of it. We can't just put on our, our oils once a week or once a day, like whatever, and just say, oh, okay, so what now? <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's a way of being. It's not just um, something you do once in a while. Absolutely. 
No, yeah. Um, I just want to just clarify for everybody. It, it is 60 minutes, not 30. It was originally going to be 30, but then or said, no, let's make it 60 minutes. So it is 60 minutes. But what can people uh, expect to experience in a session with you, Aurora? Well, I'm happy to go into each person's Phoenix and what what their individual Phoenix looks like and what kind of the messages behind the Phoenix because and then what can also happen is people can come in with a specific request mm -hmm. right so let's just say i really want to work on abundance or i really want to work on my relationships or i really want to work on manifesting in general right mm -hmm. and then a phoenix will appear based on the desired uh intention so the intention can be set first or i can just share what's kind of happening in this now moment um we'll go into a meditation we'll do some sound probably some language will show up because generally it, it just does like it or not um and unless you have an aversion to light language and then you can share that with me as well because i'm not looking to force anybody into like uh, an uncomfortable space uh, language could come through and i don't have to share it so there mm -hmm. <laughs> and um yeah it's it's going to be whatever's for your highest my intention in any session with any of my clients or students is always how could i be of the highest service and what is for your highest in this now moment so if there are, again, there's specifics. So if you're coming into me saying, all right, Aurora, I really wanna work on this thing. You have to know that one one hour session is not gonna necessarily be the fix. And at the same time, it could be a good uh, starting point. And it doesn't mean you have to come back to me for a hundred sessions, that's not how I work. It doesn't mean you have to be my mentor client. It can mean that we go over a bunch of tools, a bunch of things that you can be using on your own. And I'm just a starting point to write, to push the swing. And then you start to swing all on your own. Mm -hmm. And that would be just as, I'd be just as happy. Um, but I do offer a bunch of different courses, classes, and ways to connect beyond the one session. But this is a good starting place. It's also just a way to get to know um, what it is that I do, right? Yeah. To, to sample, sample Aurora. <laughs> I love it. Beautiful. Thank you. And so again, like I said, it is 60 minutes and there is a two pay option as well. Um, and so the offer is available again at alara.at forward slash show forward slash Aurora three. And if, and if anybody has any questions, you can just type it in the chat. I love Aurora shirt. I know, right? Uh, Me too. I was thinking, it's like, oh, where did she get that? I have to get one. <laughs> oh, there's a girl. Hold on. And I'll tell you really quick because otherwise I won't remember. And everyone should know she's on Instagram. She's young. Mm. She lives in Vermont, I want to say. And if she suddenly gets like a hundred orders, she'd be ecstatic. <laughs> I love promoting people's work. I'm also actually wearing a really beautiful Labradorite. Um, these this is brimstone bindings on instagram i um, love labradorite so brim, oh brimstone, brimstone bindings. bindings all one word and omg they work with lipidolite moonstone and labradorite and almost nothing else and the pieces are huge like put mr t to shame kind of pieces yeah <laughs> um let me just look really quick and find her what is her name i want to say it's uh if I can't find it, I'll have to message you later. Yeah. And then you can put it out to the community. But ah, bah, bah, bah. where is she? Yeah, I definitely need one. Ugh. It's like yeah, I've, been, I've been staring at it the whole time. It's like, oh, I love it. I love it. Love it, love it. Guys, like, so she gets a, a, a sweatshirt. So this, she made light blue for me. 
Um, she, she hand dyes them and then she puts this on. I think it was a $50 with shipping purchase. Um, it doesn't look light blue, it looks white. Yeah, no, it's like a baby blue. It's because the lighting in here. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little okay. closer. It's a baby blue. Um, and I'm, I'm probably going to have to tell you after because, uh, yeah, I get a lot of messages. <laughs> like, I don't remember how long ago I spoke to her. Okay. Maybe. Is she, is she like somebody that follows you or you follow on Instagram? Yeah. I follow her on Instagram, so I'll figure it out. Okay. And so I, I can, I can maybe, I don't know. I, was, I can maybe find it, but we'll see. No, I'll, <laughs> I'll, get you, I'll get you the info. I just, I don't okay, want to. Cool. Waste yeah. time now because I can't seem to. No worries, and Linda, I'll let you know. Yeah, the brimstone <laughs> bindings. I'm telling you, when you see their stuff, it's like holy cow! Wow, nice. I, I love labradorite. I love lapidolite. And what did you say, Laramar? No, I wish Laramar. No, Laramar. Uh, rainbow moonstone. But what I can oh, say I love rainbow moonstone. That's that's my ultimate ultimate favorite. So <laughs> I can tell you that almost within the hour that she posts they're all sold out. She'll post like nine pieces at a time. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah. So I was so excited because I've been trying, like every time she'd post, I'd be like, I want that one. And then I'd scroll and I'd be like, what? They're all gone. How are they all gone? <laughs> okay. Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's, uh, let's, let's start. Cause okay. it's like, oh my goodness. Look at the time. Yeah. Uh, time. Time. <laughs> Uh, yes, time spent time. Who cares? Um, yeah, but I just have to remember to give my husband his nighttime yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, of medication. Course. I get it. You have a life. That's fine. <laughs> I, I do have other stuff to do, but this is so much fun. It is, right? Yeah. All right. So we are doing a process on what exactly? We're going to be, so we're going to, I'm going to call on our teams of light to create a geometry space of safety. I'm going to, um, we're going to do a quick field cohesion. So normally the field cohesion, I do slow and you kind of feel into it. It's going to be a little quicker than that because the real energy uh, with the intention that everybody gets what they need, of course, always. Mm -hmm. Yep. We're going to call in this like redonkulous golden goddess energy, but it's really, again, it's balanced. It is masculine and feminine. Mm -hmm. We're going to bring in this, this Phoenix that wants to come through on our behalf. And what we're gonna do is, uh, you'll see it in one of two ways. If you're laying down, you may see it above you and start to come towards you this way. And if you're sitting straight up as I am in this moment, it's gonna, it's gonna be in front of us, you know, horizontal instead of the vertical. Mm -hmm. And it'll come slowly towards us. And part of the process, as we breathe in our own golden light after we do the field cohesion, you're gonna feel your own energy field expand. And, or you're gonna put that as an intention that your own energy field is expanding because what'll happen is the Phoenix is gonna meet us there on the, on the outer skirts of our energy field. And for any of you who may not be familiar, when we're in meditation and we put out an intention to raise our vibration and, and make our field larger, you can douse. So if I walk towards you with dowsing rods and got close to you, maybe like within two to three feet, the dowsing rods would then move, mm -hmm. okay? Yeah. After a meditation, you could be between 10 and 20 feet from someone with dowsing rods and they will move. 
because you've expanded your energy field so large. And I've seen people do this. It's the coolest thing. So definitely have no doubt that your intention to expand your field is nine tenths spiritual law, right? You're calling in this expansion of your beingness. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're going to do. Sound good? Sounds good to me. Yeah, let's do it. I'm excited. Can I, can I ground for a minute to get it done? Yes, I can. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wee, this is so much fun. Okay. So I'm going to ask everyone to take three deep but gentle breaths. I'm going to do the same to, to ground my frequency. And I'm going to call in teams of light. And as I do, please feel free to call in anyone, any being that you feel divinely connected to. Really important that you are empowered to call in your team as well. So I'm going to ask Archangel Michael, Lord Metatron, Melchizedek, and St. Germain to please be the four pillars of light in this room, this home, and this property. As above, so below, and holding space for our entire container of beautiful soul family that has gathered here today. Thank you, beloveds, for your presence. And we're going to call in our ancestors from every lifetime, from all time, space, and dimension. Our ancestors are the wisdom keepers. And we're going to ask them to be present with us as we honor them, for they have walked before us through many trials and tribulations. They already know how to navigate this. So we, we welcome them, their presence, their love, and we thank them. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And we're going to call in all of the angelics, the archangelics, the El Shaddai, the Elohim of peace, the seraphim, the cherubim, the white brotherhood and sisterhood of light. We thank all the angels that are working with humanity diligently as we move through this ascension process. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We're going to call in all of the masters. I'm seeing specifically Kuan Yin and Mother Mary. Oh, Yeshua was present also. And we're welcoming in all of our master brothers and sisters that have already mastered in being in human form. And we thank them for their presence and for their walk. And then we welcome in our galactic brothers and sisters. We all have magical DNA that connects back to the multiverse. We all have star energy within us. So we welcome all of our divine connections to our stars, our star families. And we thank them for their presence. And we also welcome in the diamond platinum plasma light of source to be the as above. We're going to ask this diamond platinum plasma light to be the capstone. So now we're creating a diamond shaped geometry, right? We're building into a pyramid energy as above. And our so below is Gaia, Gaia Sophia as a consciousness, not just the planet, not just the physical being of Gaia, but her consciousness, her love for us, her call for us to be here in this time and space. And we thank her so much for all of the abundance, all of the love that she has for humanity as she holds space for us to move through this time, even when we do not behave very well. She holds all this beautiful love for us and, and knows that we will, we will come to our hearts and we will remember why we're here. 
And we welcome all of Gaia's kingdoms of light, the crystal kingdom, the animal kingdom, the plant kingdom, the elements, the elementals, inner earth, middle earth, all seen and unseen. And of course, we welcome in the energy of the phoenix. And we ask that the capstone below of that diamond platinum plasma light of source be present. And in this geometry, we ask that our beloveds guide us, surround us with their unconditional love, direct us and hold a protective field. And we say, thank you, thank you, thank you for your presence. And what we're gonna do now is we're gonna call all of our energy back to us. Oftentimes we leave pieces of ourselves with people, with places, with circumstances, right? That's how the energy works. We fragment ourselves. So we're gonna call all of those energy fragments from wherever they may be back to us through the heart chakra now. And we're gonna send back all energy that is not ours with love and light to wherever it needs to go with deep gratitude. Good. And we're gonna bring our field into cohesion by starting with the physical body. And I want you to see in your mind's light, your mind's eye, a beautiful light of emerald green. This light is brought to us by Archangel Raphael to bring in beautiful healing for the physical vessel. So we're gonna call in this light to come in through the crown and to connect with all of our physical energy, bringing light and love to our endocrine system, to our central nervous system, lymphatic system, adrenals, all the organs. And as you receive this beautiful emerald green light, I want you to also connect it to Gaia. So either out the bottoms of your feet or the base of your spine, allow this light to flow through you. And know that you are a chalice, meaning that you are not giving all that green light away, you're simply sharing it. Whatever you need is going to continue to flow into you. And you're just gonna share some of that light down into Mother Gaia. She's gonna help keep us anchored between heaven and earth so that we don't float away too far. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, so now we're going to welcome in the violet light of transformation and transmutation to our emotional field. And this light comes to us from Archangel Zadkiel and Saint Germain. And we're going to let this beautiful violet light, you may see it as a flame, or you may see it as just gentle sparkly light, come to you now in through the crown and gently make its way over our entire emotional field, which is just as large as our physical vessel. So know that we want this light to go all around us and through us. And once again, down into Gaia. Continuing that chalice frequency that everything we need is going to continue to flow to us. Good. Beautiful. As we see now in our mind's eye, the beautiful golden light of Christ. And this light comes to us through Buddha and Yeshua. And it is brought now in through the crown and we ask it to just take one pit stop at the mind so that we can release all limiting beliefs and thought patterns 
returning us to our original divine blueprint of unlimited potential and co-creation. And then we ask that light to keep moving in through the mental field, all the way around us and through us, grounding into Mother Gaia. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, beloved spirit, all of this beautiful light. Oh, excellent, everyone, amazing. And now we're going to welcome in that diamond platinum plasma light of source into our etheric field. Again, starting at the crown. And generally when I see this light, it's really like, like sparkles. <laughs> like we're just being showered in sparkling light. And this is the light of all that is, all that was and all that will ever be. This is our source self light, our connection to source, our connection to everything that is. This is our I am that I am energy frequency. And once again, as we allow this light to move through our etheric field, we ground it deep into Mother Gaia. And just allow yourself a couple of breaths from this space to acclimate to your new vibrational experience. Excellent. So seeing now in your mind's eye that beautiful golden light once again, coming straight into the center of the heart chakra, as if the breath is coming directly through the center of your chest. And on the inhale, you're taking in light as if you're becoming pure light. And on the exhale, starting to feel your energetic field expand larger and larger around you to a point that's comfortable. Some of you may wish to fill the room with this energy field, and some of you may wish to go galactic. Whatever your comfort level in your expansion, as you breathe in the golden light of Christ, you're just allowing your energy field to comfortably expand around you. Wonderful. And there our beautiful Phoenix is before us. So you may be seeing, once again, you may see this Phoenix above you or before you, depending on how you're experiencing this meditation. And they are as large as the room that you're in. So what I want you to see in your mind's eye is this beautiful being of light gently coming towards your etheric field. And with your permission, the phoenix will now connect with the etheric energy of your source self. This is the phoenix of Christ love, of the love and light of all that we are and why we're here. And as it connects to the etheric field, it's expanding our belief systems around the magic and potential of what we're capable of creating in this world for ourselves, for all of humanity and for the planet. Oh, thank you, thank you. 
Thank you, thank you, sweet beloved. This phoenix would now like to come closer into your field and is now entering with your permission into the mental field. And from this space, the phoenix is showing us how our thoughts create. And if we continue to focus on the highest timelines, they will inevitably unfold. Wow, amazing everyone. The phoenix is now coming closer into the emotional field. And there's a very feminine energy wanting to wrap her wings around us. As if to say that everything we're experiencing, no matter how difficult that we are traversing, that we are totally held 110% in divine love, in divine light, that they are so proud of us and they appreciate what it is that we're here to do. They recognize the challenges, they recognize the hardships and they know that we are working so hard, so diligently and we are appreciated and loved so dearly. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Just allow yourself a moment to really feel that love. Oh, beautiful. And now the phoenix asks to come into the physical field to connect with our physical bodies in such a beautiful way where we have the awareness that our bodies are so important as they are the vehicle by which the soul can accomplish such wonderful, great and amazing things. And at the same time, activating all of the aspects, our Phoenix codes within our DNA, within our RNA, within the molecules of all of the essence of our being. Only that which aligns for us fully in this now moment as we move forward on our path. And as the phoenix fully aligns with the physical vessel, start to see all of your energy fields come much closer now into your body, as if you are now bringing back all of your energy into the physical field or very close there too. You're still expansive, magical, and amazing. You're just bringing it now back into your field, very close.
Good. And seeing now in your mind's eye, a beautiful rose gold light that begins at the crown and weaves a cocoon of unconditional love, of ease and grace, of the soul memory of the Christ that you already are all the way down to the bottoms of your feet. And when you feel this process is complete, you may open your eyes and come back to the space. Hello, hello, hello. How's everybody doing? Yes, just as powerful on replay. Wow, that was that was quite powerful. Oh my goodness. I didn't want to come back when you said come back when you feel like you're complete. I said, yeah, but I wanted to stay. <laughs> I have to make sure that you whatever your husband needs gets done. And I realized the time as <laughs> I heard from the team, like you want to stay, but you need to go. And I said, okay. okay. <laughs> oh, no worries. Oh my goodness. Uh, it was, it was so interesting that, you know, during the whole process, I was cold and I was hot and I was like experiencing all this, all this light. And um, it was like, yeah, that was, I, I, it's, it's even hard to exp express now, but Linda said, I wanted to stay as well. Jody says that was so beautiful and amazing. Thank you. Right. And it was like, you just wanted to stay in that space and keep experiencing more and more of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was it's so expansive. And then there was so much light and it wasn't, and there was like, Especially when you brought in the the source light, the sparkles, you know, I was I was kind of laughing. It's like, oh yeah, I know. It's like, oh my god, this is beautiful. I love it. Uh, Jody says, I feel so much relief. Awesome. Oh, and Diane says, when I reached the physical, all the people um, currently working on came to me. Ah, interesting. Nice. Just totally cool. Whew. Yeah, it's uh thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank, you, thank of you. That was wonderful. I feel so light. Yeah, and to, this is a, a you know a great way of raising your vibration, obviously, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking like head to toe right now. And mm -hmm. I have to say that again, you know, you know, anytime you do a meditation, you can, I mean, it doesn't have to look exactly the same, but you just call it in. Yeah. And obviously, I mean, we're a beautiful group, right? So it's really amplified by the, the many people that showed up here today. Um, but it's, it's, you know, it's always going to be presently powerful just for you. You alone are enough to receive whatever it is that it is that you need. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I'm so glad you said that because, you know, even if you're just meditating on your own, that's enough. You don't have to be in a group, but oh, it's always so much more, so much fun in a group, but it is totally, <laughs> but it's not necessary, right? So you can do this on your own. 
Absolutely. I feel like we sprinkled fairy dust of light over the earth. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> totally. Yeah, I like that. Oh, it's a beautiful image. I love that. Um, no, Danae? <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means, then, then. Never mind. I think it was a typo. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, we're going to, I do. <laughs> Diane says, I do. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Awesome. Um, all right. Whew. I'm like, now I'm like hot, you know, it's like there's so much heat now. It's like, it's a, like, it's like, oh my God, I'm so, sweating almost, but it's beautiful. So again, if you'd like to work with um, Aurora and, you know, work with your Phoenix as well as, 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 you know, if you want to work with the Phoenix, great. If you want to do something else, that's fine too. Yeah, um, you can. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> so you can take a look at the package. It's a 60 minute personal session, one-on-one -on -one live session with Aurora. It's available at um, laura.at forward slash show forward slash Aurora three. <laughs> okay, beautiful. All right, anybody, everybody good? Ooh, I'm like sweating buckets now. Ooh, wow, the energy. <laughs> the energy is so intense now all of a sudden, you know, it's like, like I said, I was cold, I was hot, and I was cold, and now I'm back to being hot. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, where's my fan? I have a fan just for just for that, you know, wow. specifically for that. Ooh. Yeah, you get one of those. Panama, <laughs> Panama. My 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 son's girlfriend bought it back for me from Panama. It's like, oh, wow. it's perfect. I said I use it all the time. It's perfect. <laughs> all right. So, um, Aurora, I'm going to put you on the spot for a second, but does the Christed Phoenix have any message for us? Oh, that's an excellent question. Yeah, so what I heard were the words hold fast, like, you know, hold tight. Don't, don't worry about what it is that we're experiencing, like what we're seeing, right? Because the outside there's, uh, I don't want to go into that though, but what she, what I'm, what I'm hearing is like, there is a lot of illusion happening right now. Um, and I, I can't, I won't, it's not my thing to dive into what that is, but yeah. it's just an, an awareness that, you know, stick to ground, like the things that we know to be true, right? Take your shoes off, go for a walk, hug a tree, plant a flower, pet your pets, you know, like continue to hang out with your crystals, your friends, continue to align to you. You know, mm -hmm. I've had so many, and this is a funny thing to bring up at the last minute, but I've had so many clients ask me about what to do with the vaccine. And my answer is always the same. Do you? Yeah. I'm not going to tell you what to do. Ask your body, right? Put your hands on your heart. What does it feel like your truth is? Honor it. That's yeah. perfect. There's no way to go wrong when you're honoring your truth. I'm not going to tell someone what to do with that. I think it's funny that anyone even asked me. <laughs> so, it's, you know, it's, it's none of my business what you do. So like things like this, as we move, we're going to have to constantly stop, pivot, make a decision. Stop, pivot, make a decision. How we feel today and how we feel tomorrow may shift. Yeah. Always check in with where you are and honor yourself. You are a beautiful being of source. And that is, that is ultimately, I went a little off tangent, but that's ultimately the message. <laughs> Hold fast, continue doing your practice, whatever it happens to be, follow your knowing, 
continue yeah. to come back to you. Yes, Absolutely. yeah, 100%. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, exactly. And you can't go wrong. If you continue to go back to you, back to your heart, not the mind, not the collective mind, but to your heart space, you'll be good. Just follow your heart, follow your knowing, follow that inner inner uh, guidance that you get from yourself. And yes, you do get it. I don't care what you guys say. You say, I'm, I'm not hearing anything. Yes, you are. You're getting it. Just listen totally. to your heart, put your hand on your heart and say, what do I need to know here, etc. Okay. So you're, yeah. you have all the answers. Okay. Totally. So thank you. Thank you so much, Aurora. This was absolutely beautiful. Thank you for the, for the gift of showing us all what my phoenix looks like it was so 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 powerful and so beautiful how that just happened so spontaneously <laughs> i loved it yeah. it was great well, again it just like was like oh this is alara i was like wow <laughs> it was, oh, so 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 on point and it was like so perfect perfectly me it was like oh yeah wow geez awesome. I, I can't imagine yeah it was just beautiful Ugh. and the power wow yeah, I love it. So awesome. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all your questions, everyone. Thank you for, you know, this wonderful process that we did. It was so beautiful. And the, all the wisdom that came through on this call. So please go back, watch, listen again, book your session with Aurora as well and level up. It's time to level up. Okay. So until next time, may you continue to be blessed with an abundance of joy, peace, love, happiness, prosperity, and radiant health. Sending you all much love and blessings always. You too. Bye, Bye for now. Bye.